men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 6. I do, I would say, probably the best Kate episode, uh, maybe since the first one. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> they haven't really given her uh, no, a ton I to some... work with. <laughs> no. I like. Her, I will say I like her flashbacks a lot, this, this episode. Yeah, um, I do too. Her stuff on the island, I have actually some major issues with, the, um, especially by the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, I, I think when you compare it to like uh, whatever the case may be, or Born to Run, or something like that, it's uh, it's definitely more exciting than those. Yeah, that's that's true. They got to give Kate like a home run though one of these days, like with her flashbacks. I swear. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into this one. It aired November 8th, 2006. It was written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof and directed by Tucker Gates, who also directed uh, Born to Run, a previous Kate episode. And I believe we start off with a flashback. We start with a flashback. Um, so we open up on the back of a brunette walking through a hotel and she's carrying a, a bag with a box in it. And then we get the reveal that it's Kate with mm-hmm. some nice feathered layers this episode. Mm-hmm. So she's really uh, got a good look this episode. Um, as she what gets... Are, yeah. What year this is supposed to be? I don't know. But... Like, when, doesn't that seem like way more... Because it wouldn't this be like the 90s? Yeah, and it feels like the seventies, doesn't it? Like that really like yeah. feathered hair and yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it looks good on her though. I mean, Evangeline Lilly really pulls it off. So yeah, um, she goes into a hotel room and uh, puts the bag on the bed, and she opens it up, and it's a hair clip with a veil. Um. Then there's a knock on the door and it's the police and they want her to open the door and allow a search because there's a dangerous person in the hotel and she resists and uh, finally opens up the door to none other than Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Um, so really interesting to see him pop his face. I was surprised. I forgot that he makes a little cameo in this um i know and i mean i'll say this this is the last time we see him in the show which is kind of a bummer (laughs) he would be a much better i mean he would be a good cast member for the show too he just is like this is like peak nathan fillion days right here yeah and like right up his alley too like this is his genre i feel like yes tv so he would have been perfect for it He's got a Miami police badge on, so they're in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. And she opens up the door, and he says, "Hey, you want to get it on?" And Kate jumps into his arms, and once you know it, they're they're a thing. They're yeah. together. Yeah. They make a cute um, couple. Yeah, they do. I think they 
they have pretty decent chemistry compared to uh, uh, some of the other uh, stuff that, that people try to get away with in flashbacks. Although, now that I think about it, maybe there's not too many. I feel like Katie Seagal and Terry O'Quinn have good chemistry, too. Yeah, they're but, the best, I think. Yeah. Now, this opening flashback is interesting because it is the uh, uh, the second time that they have had non-diegetic music on the show. Oh. Uh, slowly by Anne Margaret plays, um, and it's the only... It's, uh, there's like no like radio or whatever playing, so it's mm. just part of the soundtrack, and they they don't do that again for the rest of the show. The first one was in season one, I believe. Oh okay. Oh yeah, yeah. They really like to kind of play up the record player and the Walkman. And, yeah. yeah, it yeah it used to be that there was always a way to, and then they they just have randomly have two episodes where that's not the case, which is kind of funny. On the island. Uh, Kate wakes up to Sawyer kind of like sullenly throwing rocks at the the fish biscuit machine. Uh, He hasn't told her yet about them being on a second island. Inside the compound, I guess, uh, Jack looks at Ben's x-rays, and he says that the tumor will be inoperable in about a week. Uh, Ben says that they should get started then, but Jack tells him that he's not going to do it, saying that he doesn't trust them to let him go. Um, Ben says that he's disappointed in Jack's decision, and Jack says, well, Ben, at least you won't have to be disappointed for very long, which is good. I mean, Jack truly hates Ben, and it really comes through in this episode. Uh, in our second flashback, uh, Nathan Fillion, who we still don't have a name for yet at this point, but we do Mm -hmm. find out that it's Kevin, um, uh, and Kate are in bed together, and Kate, um tells him that he shouldn't have come because it's bad luck to see the bride before the wedding. Uh, mm-hmm. He corrects her that it's bad luck to see the bride in a dress before the wedding, and it turns out they're 12 hours away from getting married. Uh, he tells her that he knows that even though they're moving fast, he's sure about them and knows that it's real. And then he says, I love you, Monica. And we find out that <laughs> she... <laughs> Use the name Monica instead of Kate. So in terms of canon, do we think mm-hmm. that Kate's favorite friend is Monica? Or do we think that she oh, has interesting. a deep admiration and respect for Monica Bellucci? It's one or the other. <laughs> I will say this. I mean, obviously we know her as uh, Kate. But like there are other aliases that she could have that would fit a lot more than Monica. Monica does not fit for her. Mm-mm. Uh, Kevin is also a terrible name for Nathan Fillion. I, I don't know why that is. I just know that I, I don't I don't buy it for even a second. No, at first I was like, oh, he's lying about his name too. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. waiting I mean, for there to be a big reveal. That would have been a great twist that he was also <laughs> a fugitive doing this. Uh, Pickett comes by the cages to get Kate, but not Sawyer, telling Kate that Sawyer has the day off, but uh, Kate refuses to go without Sawyer, so. Um, I don't know what the deal was with this exactly. I don't know if this was him like planning on killing Sawyer while Kate was at the camp or something. But uh, mm-hmm. Kate back on the uh, original island, Locke tells the group that an animal killed Echo. Um, so he just immediately lies to them about it. Uh, they and they bury him there, so there won't be another funeral. This was an issue I had with this episode. It's hard to say because. It, 
this this episode has it, it almost seems like this stuff shouldn't have been in this one. I would have preferred them to give like a good like uh, like you know emotional funeral right. to Mister Echo like the like they did for like Shannon and Boone and Libby and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely was is on the level of a character that deserved it, but. I, I, it, it almost feels weirdly petty, especially knowing this episode was written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. Um, they would have loved to just never mention him again after the yeah. hatch blew up. Um, yeah. That was the vibe I got, too. They just wanted to, like, wipe their, cleans, their hands clean of it and yeah. not bring to mention it again. Which is such yeah. a bummer, because his yeah. episode was so good, and... His, well, his character was so good. It, it just feels like he didn't get what he deserved. Yeah. Locke goes back to the beach to get shovels, he says, but Saeed insists on coming along, asking what actually killed Echo, because he knows it wasn't an animal. And Locke says it's uh, the monster, the smoke monster. Um, and he says that Echo died for a reason, and he just has to find out what that reason is. Uh, which, I guess, uh, Locke is back on um, Team crazy island shaman like mm-hmm. he's fully he's back in it he's excusing people's deaths uh at the hand of at the hands of fate so mm-hmm. kate is hauling rocks uh when the loudspeaker starts playing compound compound breached over and over uh very loudly uh alex comes in with a slingshot uh <laughs> the, the um I, I i mean i will say this you get hit in the head with a slingshot rock that is gonna knock you that out hurts, so like yeah yeah, it's just, it's just it's one of those things that's just funny because it's like such a classic like Bart Simpson Dennis the Menace yeah. type uh, thing, but like it is technically a weapon. So um, she hits two people and then starts asking, "What did you do to him?" Um, eventually, she's captured and brought away, uh, and she tells Kate not to believe them that they're going to kill Sawyer. Juliet comes by and tells Kate to put on a hood and come with her to save Sawyer's life, and so she puts it on. Uh, in our third flashback, uh, it's Kate on her wedding day, and she's so pretty. She looks so mm-hmm. amazing in that dress, and with her hair I was going to ask like you, currently engaged, is that right? Yes. Good. I was afraid. I mean, if you guys had broken up yeah. since the last time we talked, that would have uh-huh. been real awkward. Um, how do you feel about her dress? Is that one that you would uh, wear on your no. wedding day? No, oh, not really? in a million years. No, but she—I okay. mean, she pulls it off. Good for her. But no, mm-hmm. that's—I I don't, I don't know, know if she does. If I'm being <laughs> yeah. honest, I thought that was such an ugly-looking <laughs> wedding dress. Uh, if anyone other than Evangeline Lilly was wearing it, I mean, it would have. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think. Yeah. It goes a long way that it was her wearing it. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she <laughs> hears a knock on the door, and her mother-in-law comes in and compliments how beautiful monica is in her wedding dress mm-hmm. and uh kate asks how it's going out in the hall and her mother-in-law says that there's a lot of excited policemen and she makes a joke about telling them not to shoot their guns when kate says mm-hmm. i do do we think joke would fly in 2023 um i don't know yeah, that it would I, you think i think so? so yeah i think uh um uh, I think because she's saying not that they're not going to shoot their guns like Yosemite Sam style, yeah, up in the air, and I think that still is a pretty entertaining is- uh, image. 
<laughs> yeah, even if you consider uh, how horrifying the uh, history of police brutality is. Yeah. Um, okay, that's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. This did it prompted me to go down a really horrible rabbit hole of police weddings. Oh. Um, to like. Um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> And, oh, my God, there are some very dire things on the Internet about it. Like, uh, there's a whole selection on Pinterest of, like, niche things you can do at your cop wedding, like pictures of the groomsmen arresting all the bridesmaids and lots mm-hmm. of engagement pictures with cop cars and and things yeah. like that. So it's a thing, for sure. I'm glad that... Oh, I'm sure. ...their I, wedding how, didn't how many, that far. How many um, wedding, cop weddings do you think there have been where... What is it? It's like, I mean, not not the red carpet, I guess, but whatever the the carpet is in the middle that, you know, you walk down the aisle yeah, down. where it's How blue. many of those? Yeah, where it's a thin blue line. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to gotta have been plenty of those. Yeah, 100%. There is somebody on Etsy making a killing off of <laughs> custom-made carpets. Um, mm-hmm. But the mother-in-law, Suzanne... Uh, she wants to give Kate a gift, and it's a necklace that her mother gave her on her wedding day. Um, and it's a very pretty gold necklace that has um, maybe like a locket or something uh, on it. But uh, then we move to the ceremony, and the pastor officiating the wedding says that Kevin has been coming to the church since he was a kid. So it's not a fake name. Clock mm-hmm. that right away. Um, yeah. <laughs> and. It's uh, canon that his name is Kevin. Yes, exactly. Nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pastor tells everyone that what Kevin loves most about Monica is her honesty. And that what you <laughs> see with Monica is what you get. And Kate's just kind of eating it up. Like, it's psychopathic, yeah. sociopathic vibes from Kate during the ceremony. Like, like no yeah. ounce of regret or guilt or anything on her face. Um now, so, same. Sorry to keep dragging you into this, but yeah. for your wedding vows, are you planning on including like a, a thing of, you know, I, something I love about you is that you're not lying to me about anything. Yes, you, you never are who lie. You say you are, and I know your full legal name, which has always been your legal name. Make you sure you throw that in. I think I'm gonna throw that in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You gotta. You gotta make sure. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And they get pronounced man and wife, and they kiss, and they walk down the aisle together, and it's a done deal. Kate and mm-hmm. Kate and Kevin are married. Yeah, so now we get the, uh, when was Kate married, the the question that's been burning for all of us in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate is brought to Jack's cell. Uh, they catch up for a bit, but then uh, Jack asks Kate if they hurt her, and she breaks down, and begs Jack to do the operation to save Sawyer. She clearly doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just being told, you know, what she has to say to get them to not kill Sawyer. Uh, but Jack is pretty mad about this, says that they're done, and uh, looks at the camera, tells them to take Kate back. Uh, ben and Juliet are watching in the camera room, and Ben tells her to get Kate out of there. Um... Yeah, I'll say this. This is my start, or the start, I think, of my issue with Kate this episode, which is everything that she does on the island is just for one of the boys. Yeah. Like, she has, she. I'm not going to say that she has no agency, but she has no, It like, nothing is has anything to do with what she wants, I guess. Like, everyone that 
Sawyer and Jack like are trying to get her to not uh, to act in her own interest, and she won't do it because she's just in love with them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it just sucks. They've I I don't know what the deal is with them writing Kate this season, but they have just thrown her personality on the island just in the garbage. Yeah, it's really cringy to watch because it's not the same character that we've known for other two no. seasons, you know. So her just say where it came from. There's issues with Kate from the first two seasons too. Like I don't think that she is the greatest character or anything right. like that, but she was independent before, and that was interesting. Like seeing and even in stuff like whatever the case may be, like just seeing how far she's willing to go to not have to explain herself about stuff. Like mm-hmm. that is kind of an interesting character trait, even if it there's elements of it that don't really make sense. But now she's fully switched from independent to codependent with Sawyer and Jack. And uh yeah, it sucks. I mean, how many like what day are we on at this point? Right. It it still has it's been like four days since <laughs> since uh uh the last time she was on the other side of the island. So yeah, just the progression too. Is, yeah, it, it doesn't it's make so any quick. sense. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the next flashback, Kate is walking around the supermarket with her necklace on. Mm-hmm. She's talking to Kevin in his top car while it's pouring rain that she's going to make tacos for their, their taco night. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the next scene, she runs out with her groceries to a payphone, and she mm-hmm. calls Agent Mars, so we get to see him again. Yeah. And um, she tells him, he's trying to uh, triangulate the call, or whatever, with his partner, um, as she tells him that she doesn't want to run away anymore, and she begs him to just let her go and stop being obsessed with her. <laughs> Um, and he tells her that if she can really stay put and settle down, then he'll stop chasing her, but he knows that's not going to happen. Um, her little egg timer goes off and she hangs up the phone, uh, Mm -hmm. so they won't catch her. But like, that's why even call him? Like, just live your life. Like, yeah, I don't know. That part was a little weird to me too, but I, I do think it's cool that they brought him back for the episode. Well, I wish that, yeah, it feels like they could have tied it into her being kind of, like, self-destructive. Because that's right. basically what it is. Right. But yeah, we don't really get... It doesn't quite jive with the way that the rest of this uh, flashback goes. Like, she doesn't really seem that self-destructive in the other scenes. It's just kind of this one. Yeah. Um, I wish she would have, I mean, like, taunted him a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. They have I, just I, such I, a good cat and mouse thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been nice to see. I will also say, like, I mean, let's say, best case scenario, right? This is taking place in, like, 1995. Um, The the U.S. Marshal's Office, even if they couldn't track the call that quick, they could still um, just see what number she calls from. Right. And then be like, oh, it goes to a payphone in this grocery store in Miami. Um, presumably her local grocery store. Mm-hmm. Although I guess we don't know. Maybe she went a few towns over to go grocery shopping for taco night. Also, um, that grocery store, 
I love how you can just immediately tell it's fake because the aisles are big enough for uh, two people to go yeah. through it <laughs> on each side. Uh, I don't know what's happened to grocery stores in the last 10 years, but it's like uh, trying to get two carts to be side by side and there's impossible now. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the island, Juliet brings Kate back to her cell. Uh, and Kate asks where Sawyer is. Juliet says that she's sorry Kate couldn't help. Um, just really laying on uh, the uh, the blame thick on Kate. Uh, but Sawyer is brought back and... Um, Pickett tells him that if he has anything to say to Kate, that he should say it tonight. Locke gives a eulogy for Echo and uh, buries him with his prayer stick. But as he's putting the stick in the ground, he sees... It's... I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I guess they just couldn't find exactly what they needed in a Bible verse. So they, like, they make it look like the verse itself is like uh, John... Or, uh, yeah, like John something or another, but it's not. It's Genesis thirteen fourteen, which starts up with lift up your eyes and look north. Um, and Locke takes this as a sign that he needs to uh, go north. Um, even though uh, <laughs> the rest of that verse is and then look west and then look south and then oh. look east, <laughs> uh, which I, I just think that. is funny. Yeah. Um, Kate tells Sawyer that she saw Jack, and uh, Sawyer is glad uh, uh, that Jack refused to do the operation, but furious when Kate tells him that she asked him to do it. Uh, Kate finally climbs out of her cage and opens up his, uh, but Sawyer finally tells her that they're on the second island. He didn't uh, tell her because he wanted her to believe uh, they had a chance, because she is, of course, his uh, six-year-old daughter that he has Mm -hmm. to... uh, um look out for like that Uh, yes (laughs) i mean so yeah i don't know again i mean kate's just uh, kate's probably fine with that too she's not making any decisions uh she's just Mm -hmm. um she's just screaming no until sawyer or jack says no you have to scream yes and then she screams yes Mm -hmm. um she kisses him uh they start uh making out in the cage undressing each other they're they're really going for it Here's my question to you, Emma. When do we think either of their last shower was? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, the... they let Kate shave her armpits, so... Oh, that's true. I guess we probably... know when Kate's was, yeah. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. They're, <laughs> they're like, all right, Kate, you're going to break rocks, but first thing, we need you to shave your legs and <laughs> put on makeup, and then you can go break rocks. Um, yeah, and I think... We should be clear here. They start undressing, but I think just based on everything we've seen on this show thus far, it's pretty safe to assume that the jeans stayed on yeah. for this this disgusting cage sex that they're about to have. Yeah. Yep. Um, definitely. There's no way. If he's not taking them off for swimming them, he's not taking them off for sex. In the next flashback, uh, Kate and Kevin are having breakfast together, and she made him French toast. Like, mm-hmm. who are you? Like, Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. She is like 1950s housewife a little bit yeah. in these flashbacks, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells her to look underneath her placemat and he put two tickets to Costa Rica under it as a surprise for their honeymoon. 
<laughs> and he tells her to get her passport ready and Kate starts to now she's starting to look a little more distressed and mm-hmm. disappointed and like reality is probably setting in a little bit more um, because she obviously can't go to Costa Rica with a passport. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him that she loves him so much and he goes to work while she kind of stands in the doorway and waves goodbye and looks sad. Yeah. I think we should say Kevin is a bad cop, right? Like, I'm not saying that he should have been able to guess all this stuff. But she plays it so obvious that she's not yeah. happy about these Costa Rica tickets. And and then he's like, uh, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, I just love you so much. He's like, oh, perfect. That's what the reaction I wanted yeah. from giving you these tickets. Bye, uh, honey. Well, go ahead and there. Yeah, you keep sniffling at the table. I'll just take off. Back in the cage, Sawyer asks Kate about her uh, telling Pickett that she loved Sawyer. And he says, that's just to stop him, right? Like you said. And instead of answering, uh, she kisses him, and uh, Sawyer finally says, yeah, I love you too, Freckles. So I guess we have, like, finally gotten the answer to the love triangle here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I guess we'll see. But we'll see, but... We're, there's at least some sort of uh, um, finality between <laughs> Kate and Sawyer here. Uh, in his cell, Jack hears static coming out of the speaker again. The speaker that has not worked since... One uh, fateful Halloween night, 40 mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, a voice tells him to try the door. Uh, did you recognize the voice? Was it Alex? It is Alex, yeah, which is weird. It doesn't quite... I <laughs> I like the idea that she's just having her own little adventures, uh, like off screen, mm-hmm. where she gets her slingshot and all that. Um, maybe we'll, uh, Maybe there's some deleted scenes with her in it. Uh, he, uh, he leaves his cell and finds the camera room. Um, he gets his hands on a gun in there, but then is distracted seeing the, uh, the camera on Sawyer's cage and seeing, uh, Kate and Sawyer whispering sweet nothings, um, in each other's arms. Which Sawyer does uh, have jeans on. Oh, he's wearing his jeans for this, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. At the very least, best case scenario, the second they were finished, yeah. he, he pulled those bad boys up. Um, <laughs> Ben comes in and antagonizes Jack, even though Jack is pointing a gun at him. Like, he goes like, oh, wow, I really would have put my money on you two. Um, and Ben says, well, I guess this is the final nail in my coffin, but Jack says uh, he'll do the surgery first thing tomorrow. And um, he gets Ben to agree uh, to their deal of letting him off the island uh, once uh, once he does the surgery. In our next flashback... Kate finds out that she's pregnant. No, it was not pregnant. Oh, not pregnant? Yeah, it was not pregnant. Oh I know I had God. to pause it okay. and like, look at it because I'm not thought... good at reading those things. Okay, that changes the scene for quite a bit. Yeah. I thought yes. for sure she was pregnant and then it just went from like... Okay, okay. Yeah, there okay. would be so she's many unanswered pregnant. questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I, think the, okay. I think the idea is just that her, like, the pregnancy scare made her really consider yeah. what she's doing. Got it. Okay. So she's not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she brings Kevin some iced tea while he's working on paperwork for a, a fugitive case. Mm-hmm. And Kate decides that now is the time to spill the beans and there's no buffer to the words coming out of her mouth. She does not let this man down easy in any no. way. She's <laughs> diving right <No>. in. Um. <laughs> 
Mukti tells him that she's a fugitive uh, for blowing up her father, her words, mm-hmm. and fleeing from the scene. And she also tells him, basically in the same breath, that like she like had the pregnancy scare. I'm not. I, I my notes are all a little wonky now. <laughs> like going yes, back, but sure. she like had the pregnancy scare. Um, and brings that up and just imagine being Nathan or Kevin, like, mm-hmm. but, 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 like, oof, yeah. just a lot, a lot to process in literally like what? all the same breath. Oh, and then I, I thought this line, I know it wasn't meant to be funny, but I thought it was so funny. She goes, mm-hmm. taco night. I don't move taco night. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, <laughs> okay. seemed like you were the one buying this stuff. Yeah, it was Kate. your idea. <laughs> If you want to do, do lasagna, I think you could have done it. Um, she admits that her name isn't Monica, and she tells Kevin that she loves him, but she can't stay. Um, Kevin stands up to kind of protest, but he can't stand on his feet. She mm-hmm. drugged him because she didn't want him to, to lose his job after she, re- which is bananas. Because even yeah. if he doesn't lose his job, that man is going to be ridiculed out of his precinct like yeah he's a laughing stock now for sure yes um there's no way that he can stay in Miami so she yeah. uh <laughs> takes off the necklace that she got from his mother her mother-in-law and leaves it with him and goes on the run again yep um R.I.P. to Kevin gone but not forgotten we will never Mm -hmm. see you again um god he would have made a great survivor though for sure yeah it would have been great if he like popped up randomly on the island yeah there should be another plane crash Mm -hmm. (laughs) um with just kev Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh as they are uh scrubbing in i guess uh jack tells juliet that she needs that he needs her to listen to him and do whatever he says during this operation. She makes a crack about following orders, but ultimately agrees. Uh, ben, on the operating table, kind of talks about, like, oh, well, things are going to be different now, huh? He asks Juliet if Alex asked about him, uh, but she says no, and that they took Alex home, which I don't... I, again, it does feel like there's, like, a, a, a some story going on with Alex here that we're just not getting yet. Yeah. Um... Then he says, all right, well, see you guys on the other side. Uh, Jack starts the surgery, and Pickett immediately goes uh, down to Sawyer and Kate's cage, talking with some random guy who we've never seen before about how Jack wasn't even on Jacob's list, which is unexplained, and we I don't think we've met Jacob yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jack, uh, as he's doing the surgery, it seems like it's all going normal. And then when nobody's looking, he cuts something to make Ben's blood pressure drop. And the anesthesiologist is like, oh, should it be dropping like that? Which, like, I feel like you should know as a presumable medical professional. Yeah. When that thing starts beeping like that, that's because it wants you to change that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Jack says no and knocks out the anesthesiologist, RIP to him as well. Um, He asks Tom, uh, who is in the viewing room... If uh, if he can hear him, Tom's response is so funny to me. He's just staring at Jack in shock, and he just Jack says, "Can you hear me?" And he says, "Yeah," and just stares at him. It's uh, very funny. Um, he tells Tom that if he doesn't 
if Jack doesn't stitch Ben up in an hour, he's dead. And so that he needs he needs to come down and bring the walkie-talkie in. Um, quick side note here, up until I started writing my notes, I had never written out the words walkie-talkie before. And it really hit me how stupid of a name that is. What's a better name? I don't know, but not, like, walkie-talkie is just, it's like... You could, you could, uh, that's just what you do with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so is movies, I guess. Movies are also a dumb name. We've just gotten used to it. Um, I don't know. The, the, uh, I like, uh, the communicator. I think we should go Star Trek route. Oh, okay. That's um, good. Yeah. High tech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pickett, um, goes out, uh, he's in a fight with Sawyer and Kate, him and his buddy. Uh, he tells Sawyer to back down or he's going to kill Kate, too, once he's done. Uh, Kate begs Sawyer to keep fighting, but Sawyer backs off. Uh, Pickett gets him down on the ground, ready to go, like, execution style. Uh, has his gun up to him, but uh, the walkie-talkie goes off, and um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Tom comes in saying that uh, he needs to give the, the walkie to Kate. Um, I will say this, uh, Sawyer... Angry in the rain, fantastic look for him. Josh Holloway mm-hmm. pulls it off extremely well. He looks Stop just kiss. absolute, full of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Uh, Jack tells Kate that they have about an hour before they start getting chased. And at this point, then, it, it is when you kind of remember Jack has no idea that they're on a second island. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he tells her that in an hour she needs to radio him back uh, when she's safe. And tell him the story that he had told her uh, from the first episode as he, as uh, she was stitching him up after the plane crash. Um, Kate doesn't want to run, uh, but of course Jack is uh, the man in this interaction and yells at her saying that she needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because her whole flashback is presumably about her need to run. Mm-hmm. And now she's on the island like just begging for someone to tell her what to do. Um, and yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I, I mean, like, all the stuff with Ben's surgery is great. Like, it is really good yeah. stuff. It's just, it this doesn't feel like a Kate episode. It no. kind of feels like a Jack episode with Kate flashbacks, uh, more than anything. Um, yeah. uh, this episode came in, though, at number 58 on IMDb, so... I think for sure our highest Kate, highest ranked uh, Kate episode yet, except again for Tabula Rasa, what, which that was also not really a Kate episode. The, yeah. the show was just starting out at that point. Um, uh, next week is going to be not in Portland, which is a Juliet episode. Ooh, uh, I'm really excited genuine, for that. Yeah, I can't wait. It's um, uh, I'm I kind of. Didn't remember them doing an episode for her this close to her introduction, but I'm glad. Like it, it's gonna be good. Kind of surprising that we haven't gotten a Ben episode yet. Yeah, it adds to the mystery, though. Yeah, it does. I'm, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that uh, I think that about does it for this week. If you uh, like the show, you can rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your. Your, your podcast from. Emma, any idea how many stars they should give us on those uh, ratings and reviews? I'd like to see five stars, Nolan. Five stars? All right. Mm-hmm. One star for each time that somebody 
uh, shouted at Kate what to do this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us, All the Best Podcasts, on Twitter. You can email us, uh, All the Best Pods at gmail.com. And uh, until next week, get lost. Get lost.